0: Just take a moment to admire the fact I just
1: hit a fairway. There's there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? Wherever I go, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at.
0: Right at it. Right at it's home! He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my
2: life. Come on, man, Shane. Knock it close. Shane
0: Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairway Finders. We are on episode number 20, which is a big milestone. Uh, joined, as, as as per usual, with Steve and Donica. How are you doing, lads?
2: Doing very well, bro. I think Donnie's trying not to die I there. in the... yeah, yeah,
1: how are you, lads? I'm going to apologise in advance. My, I don't have COVID. My asthma has gone bananas this week and I'm kind of struggling. So uh, oh, if yeah. you hear me coughing, apologies in advance. But um, otherwise, apart from having, you know, 20% lung capacity, I'm good.
2: You're playing too much golf, Donnie. That's your problem. That's All I right. see is pictures Excellent. of you out playing in five-degree weather.
1: Fucking toiling.
2: Out, out again on Sunday and go, actually going really well.
1: I have an eight-foot birdie put on six. That would have got me one over through six, so decent enough. And then three put that, snap hooked one on seven, Blow up. It's just, okay. <clears throat> it is the cruelest game. It's it also is. the best game and it's why we're here. We I love it, but I hate it. I'm mean, a chasing take it the dragon, much, but I want counseling. Um, you know, everything in between. It's all the emotions. Although we've had a it's probably arguably the shittest week for a golfer in Ireland this week because now that the clocks went back, any chance to get out for a bit of a whack in an afternoon are now gone until uh until we get to March April time. So that's a bit of a shame. But well, thankfully. I think- the podcast is here To right those wrongs and, and keep Give everybody their Weekly golf and fix Yeah Ourselves even,
2: included Even worse over here Donnie, In Canada Because we have probably What do we know Start of November We have probably two weeks Before s- Snow starts to fall And course is completely shut until Two weeks Not
0: it's snowing today uh, We'll get out,
2: get out Bring the gloves with you Gloves and a hat You'll be grand Yeah. But yeah Probably two more weeks Of golf And then it's no golf Till maybe April Maybe even May of next year Unless you want to Venture down south to a uh, Florida or uh, South Carolina, which would be a decent, decent little weekend away. But yeah, it's a different story over here.
0: I wonder well, wonder not uh, be
1: like that for you for too much longer,
2: Mister Kennedy.
0: Exactly. Going
2: back, go back home to the old, the, the old Kerry Gal trip. Oh, I'm looking Island. forward to it. So um, sponsored by the Fairway Finders. <laughs> yeah, that's it exactly.
1: So what are we doing? We're doing Killarney and we're doing Waterville. Is that right? Yeah Back
2: to back. Oh Friday, Saturday, God. Saturday oh, in Killarney. Nice that is sensational.
1: We're going to be the envy of the golfing world. Yeah. Although, to be fair, Myakka was a pretty tasty spot to be. It like is.
2: for rocks up this week. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Did anybody
1: watch the golf last week? Anyone watch Bermuda
2: get a chance? I saw a bit. I saw none in. There was none in Europe, was there? Just it was just a, uh, just Bermuda. Yeah, I caught caught a bit of the, the Sunday afternoon. That absolute hurricane that was going on out on the golf course. But other than that, I had no real betting interest in it. I thought Patrick Reed. I got got a little bit interested in him on Sunday afternoon when he was in the clubhouse at 14 on their par. I, I thought that would be a score that would get to a playoff. So I threw a little bit of money on him for interest, but Herbert just pulled a little bit more out of the bag. He did. Um, so I, I watched a bit of Thursday and then I saw
1: Sunday. Thursday was a lesson for any golf better out there. If you're playing around in the first round, mark Thursday was a perfect example of knowing where your guys are in the draw, because the wind was absolutely hilarious. Matty Fitzpatrick was whinging about it on uh, on Twitter, and I know, I know, we had a bit of fun with that. But um, the wind was just ridiculous to the point where it was actually changing um golf planes, like changing the plane of your swing. It was that strong, and I think on the Thursday. Um, My three picks were all morning starters and just toiled and did okay. And then the wind dropped. And I think the scoring average in the afternoon was something like five and a half shots better than it was in the morning. So um, from my picks last week, Mita Pereira, it looked like he was getting interested on Saturday. He shot a six under on Saturday and then nothing happened for him on Sunday. um, But just got absolutely eight balled by the weather. So that's, uh, that's a lesson for every golf better, whether you're looking for a guy in the outright or whether you're looking for a first round leader especially Um, for the love of God check the fucking weather forecast
2: yeah it's even hard to do that though because I I did have a look at it and it seemed to be pretty consistent throughout the um, throughout the whole day so I didn't think there would be any advantage but obviously got that completely wrong because Aaron Aaron Rye went out and scrapped for a really impressive he was four shots below the average for the morning wave Aaron Rye Aaron Rye ugh Aaron Roy was. You can't still didn't that. get it right. <laughs> I can't even say that. Does anyone have a go?
0: Aaron Roy was.
2: There
0: Aaron Roy. You know. Roy. Aaron Roy.
2: Anyway, um, and then he, like he he shoots a, a great round of even power. He's two shots back at the lead at the time, and you're thinking he's this is going to be a scrap. This is right up his street, and he finds himself seven shots back by the end of the day, and it's like what the fuck. And then you're just getting pressure on you to go out and make a low score, which. He's not really a seven eight under type of golfer. He's more of a more of a scrapper here and there. So yeah, just just put him out of contention really from from day one. So disappointing, but still someone I keep keep track of throughout the season. Yeah. I wouldn't write him off completely just because of that.
1: No, no, not at all. And when you say he's a scrapper, like he's he is a guy to pencil in for tough tough tracks. He should be qualified for the majors by now because he's been performing pretty well. So he's definitely going to be a bigger price at a U.S. Open kind of layout. And he's not the only issue with Aaron Roy is he doesn't really hit the ball for, too far. And um, he's not a bomber, which might hinder him in a U.S. Open, but certainly tough tracks seem to suit him.
2: Yeah, um, he could be a feature it, this week as well. Donnie. He's one hundred seventy-five to one on another accuracy type golf course so he could be could be one to look at for Crazy uh gosh. and it was, yeah out considering he was 66 last week but i know there is a, a different quality of field but uh it seemed like a story of like old guys coming back to form uh on sunday as well you had danny lee who's been out of well not old guys but out of form guys danny lee coming out of nowhere finishing up final group and then you had gray McDowell putting in a good round who's been out of form for a long time now uh, at least two or three years since he's been feature in Atlanta. And so good good to see those those names coming back up again. And and young Taylor Pendrith as well had a a squeak the Canadian. Oh but just couldn't Taylor. get it done. Can
1: we talk about Taylor Pendrith? Like when you say he couldn't get it done this one's gonna leave a mark I'd say so he shoots 6165 Friday Saturday to claim a 54 hole lead. I mean we had Ian Ford on the podcast recently and Ian Ford kind of championed him as as right up there with your Hadwins and your Corey Connors in terms of Canadian talent, and he is. But Sunday was not kind to him. Birdieless Sunday, um, plonked it in the water twice off the tee, and then hit a second in the water, and I think was 60 in the par five. Anyway, there were guys around him shooting nine unders and seven unders and six unders, and he shot five over to take from a from a 54
2: hole lead. I don't think he got top 10. Um, no, he he tri- he triple bogey. I think it was triple or double bogey. Seventeen, the par, the par five, which yeah, it was is, a double. A birdie, he actually
1: he actually did really well to double it because he was taking his what he he got up and down
2: with what would have been then a sixth after two penalties. Yeah, um, it's not not yeah, a match. Just chastising
1: experience from
2: him Yeah, not like your first first uh, league <clears throat> going into a Sunday, two three shots clear, sleeping on that when you know the weather is going to be brutal. It's just like. T- it takes a-, a pair of balls to win, and obviously, Her- Lucas Herbert have been there, done that.
1: But well, do you know, it- isn't it better? Isn't it better for Taylor Pendred to do that shit in Bermuda and not
2: at Sawgrass yeah. or somewhere? That, so, yeah, or a Canadian yeah. Open next year or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. So I want to watch out for. He's going to win. He's like in that Will's Alatoris. There's just a, a bunch of shit uh young guys on on the tour now who are recent Corn Ferry graduates. There's uh, just off the top of my head. There's Brandon Wu. There's um, obviously. uh, just a bunch of them and I think there's going to be a lot of young first-time winners on the tour this year maybe more first-time winners than ever potentially but who knows they have to get the job done it's a game within a game yep
1: I think think there should be some sort of fairway finder accolade for picking a first-time winner this season um and uh, do you know what you're disqualified if it's Pereira or Torres, because we know (laughs) that's going to happen soon yep yeah but well, yeah, uh, anyway, uh, Lucas Herbert got over the line, which I'm going to put down as a little tiny win for the European Tour. The fact that that's where he cut his teeth, the fact that he's our Irish Open champion. Um, and actually, we'll get into it because we're going to talk Mayakoba now in a second down in Mexico You know, and actually what's what's a pretty decent field. It is. But it, there seems to be a bit of history in terms of guys who play Bermuda and Mayakoba line up very similarly in terms of layouts, in terms of what you need, in terms of course strategies to the point that Brendan Brandon Brendan 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 Todd went back to back here in 2019. He won a he won a Bermuda, good for him. And then he
2: went to Mayacoba and did it again. Yeah. So I wouldn't discourage anyone from looking at Lucas Herbert this week. No huge correlations. Both small golf courses in terms of they they have the same amount of power fives, fours and threes on them. They're both in around the 7,000 yard mark. Last week's one was slightly shorter. Uh, boat really put an emphasis on Hitting the ball in the fairway And getting a hot putter as well So the only big difference this week is that It's going to be a, a proper birdie fest And there's going to be little to no Bad conditions for Thursday, Friday So it's going to be about 30 degrees Celsius And pretty calm conditions So I think we're going to be looking at a 12-13 under leader come, come Saturday And we might see a bit, a bit of rain coming then But yeah, should, yeah it should think, be easier the average,
1: the average winning score around here um, is is is
2: below twenty under par, so we're in for yeah. we're in for a lot of good scores. Yeah, we might sure, we might as well crack on and, and chat about it if we've uh, if we have no other business from from last Sunday. Any other takeaways, Brew, Donny?
0: No, I I, I didn't. You know, same thing really. I caught a small bit, but Knox was the exact same as uh, Roy went out early in the morning. Todd, he actually did pretty decent for you know the morning group, and then checked back later on that day and he was fucking way down just i was like couldn't believe how much better the uh the uh, evening group did so yeah i mean he did his best he nearly got there in the end he kind of had a good rally on saturday but kind of left it a bit too late he was a bit too far off so um yeah disappointing but look we have to move on to uh this week so it's not too bad
2: yeah yeah move on forget about it um so yeah this week we are Leaving behind brutal weather in Bermuda And coming over to Mexico Southern Mexico in Playa del Carmen Which is in the the southeast Of Mexico uh, Not far away from Cancun actually So I think whoever whoever does get the, the win this week Might have a little uh, Nice little party for themselves up in, in Cancun Is Sunjay uh, playing? No he's not actually Oh uh-huh, he's in yeah. Cancun already Yeah, yeah. it's near,
0: um, yeah. near uh, Tillium as well Which is meant to be unbelievable like to men like play Adele Carmen's meant to be unbelievable there on the book, yeah. so
2: I think, uh, other, um, I think it's no yeah, 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 exactly. Know. I was gonna say there, uh, Sanjay can't get off the Vegas Strip, he's, he's glued to the, he's the blackjack there. tables after that, so yeah, we we mightn't see him for a while.
1: Where did this narrative that Sanjay is a big mad bastard actually come from? I think we're just not a clue,
2: but I can't get yeah. away from it now. Just we're gonna like, have to
1: just get him on the podcast to defend himself eventually. Yeah.
2: Yeah, just, just like Seamus Power Rider Cup. Once I get a like a dog with a bone, you know what I mean. Just can't no no stopping me. Well, <laughs> anyway, back to back to this week. So we're playing in the El Camilion Golf Course at Maya uh for the Worldwide Technology Championship at Maya So this this uh, tournament has been rebranded a couple of different times and and just got themselves a new sponsor in Worldwide Technologies. Um, so we have a really good feel this week actually a lot lot better than we've been looking at over the last two two-ish weeks so we have justin thomas at 14 to one favorite followed by the local man answer at 18s victor hovland the defending champion is 20s uh you've tony Fino, scotty scheffler and billy horschel uh Tyrrell hatton and kepka in that 28 33 uh level and then you have patrick reed aaron wise shane lowry uh, the, the best of of the the next players. So as Donny was saying, the, the scores have been low and very low over the last three, four years of the tournament. So since 2016 onwards, it's been 20 under or, or lower, the, the lowest being 22 under. Uh, so we're just in for a birdie fest this week. It, it's pretty simple as to what you're looking for. You need guys that are going to hit fairways. You need guys that can uh, get a, a hot putter and uh, who are comfortable playing on these shorter types of, of tracks and uh, are also proven in these birdie fests and capable of, of going low. So sounds pretty simple, but we have 130 plus really good players in the field. Well, the majority are very good players. So uh, it's going to be a bit of a bit of a puzzle. If
1: they're playing on the PGA Tour, will you give uh, give? Give Willie Mac the Third a bit of goddamn respect, will you? I would have a, so, the, the utmost respect for for Willie Mac the Third,
2: but uh, I, I, I have one like
1: Willie Mac the Second though, because you know sequels are always tough. Yeah, but, no,
2: uh, Willie <laughs> Mac Willie Mac the Second was a dick or so, right, But um But yeah, no, look, it's going to be a good good tournament. A uh, lot, lot of decent odds out there, I think. So let let's see what you got, boys. Yeah, Rue, do you want to kick us off?
0: Sure. Um, to be honest, Donnie, literally going back to what you just said about there being a strong uh, correlation between the Bermuda and this, I saw Lucas Herbert at 66 to 1. And I'm sorry, I know it's a lot stronger field. I had to take that, had to. Um, I know it's very, very difficult to go back to back. Um, but I mean, the correlation between the two, like, two courses, I know again, a lot stronger field. But Jesus, 66 to 1, I saw that after just winning in like last weekend, had to take it. So he's my first pick. Simple as that. Don't even need to explain it anymore. Um, second pick, I've gone for, again, I know a person we've talked to in the past, had a very strong Ryder Cup, Scotty Scheffler, 33-1. Uh, to 1. Again, saw that being a very nice price. Um, I would have honestly loved to have gone for Abraham answer because I know we've all pretty much backed him a lot over the last year. He's just too short for me. And... Again, you know, 18s isn't exactly short sure comparison to some of the, the uh things we've backed on on this podcast. But I, I just, you boys have backed. That myself and Donnie have backed. Yeah, let's one. not
2: throw us all into that. Uh, Steve, sorry, who has the most since we started one. doing this shit. It's a new season, pal. You should see my oh, P oh, for the new oh, season.
1: Oh, so just because the fucking Gregorian calendar decides that it's a fucking well, new season? No, PJ The
2: PJ Tour calendar decides. I. It's out of my. hand I'm just a pawn here, Donnie Do you know what I mean? We're into the 2022 season now.
0: Well, in yeah, the man, calendar just, year just of and sure give us some then.
2: winners, will you? I, I, that's <laughs> what I'm doing.
0: Um. So yeah, I, I, just, I just couldn't back him at that price. To be perfectly honest with you, I think Justin, Justin Thomas man. being, I think Justin Thomas being 14 to one, fucking. By the way, so oh, I think that's fair. Yeah, I like, think he was uh, my last was top thirteen,
2: 20. 13 yeah. to two last year. He was Justin Thomas. Really? Yeah, Jesus. yeah. And now he's fourteen to him,
0: one.
1: Um, just a side note: Did you see him dressed up as Jackie Moon from uh, from um, what was that Will Ferrell movie with the fucking basketball in the nineteen
2: oh, um, seventies? Michigan Tropics old school is
1: that it? No, no, oh. no. It's for Jackie Moon will wrestle a bear. Uh, it's actually so underrated It's a funny fucking movie Anyway JT so, um, was Semi-pro
0: awesome. Semi-pro that was Semi-pro There you go
1: Yeah it. There's a good movie wreck If you want to uh, yeah. If you want to kill a few brain cells And laugh your ass off Give that a watch It's pretty good Woody Harrelson's brilliant in it
0: Woody Harrelson's a great great actor Um, So yeah look To be honest I just didn't fancy The like, the, the, the top two lads Um, My last pick I actually got him yesterday At a much higher price Than he is now um, I got uh, Emiliano Grio um I got him at 70 to one and he's now gone into 60 to one. I believe at the start of the week he was actually as high as nearly 80 to one um, And also one last thing I, I just want to say is I saw earlier is um William Hill have another enhanced special so I backed the one with Matsuyama two or three weeks ago. They have a new one this week for Abraham answer. Scotty Scheffler and Brooks Kepka all to be top 20. 10, 10 to one. I think that's a very very good price because as much as yeah, I don't think a answer might win, I think he'll definitely. I think he should definitely finish top uh, twenty anyway. So I, I, think,
1: could, I would I would take that bet if Willie Mac the third was in instead of Brooks because <laughs> <laughs> Willie because Willie Mac's gonna care whereas Brooks ain't gonna give a shit about this. I don't that's think. Just
0: how so. I don't think. Yeah, I know. I do agree. I, I don't think Brooks is gonna give a shit. But I just think his his ability should carry him to a top 20. Now, if, he re- if he really, really doesn't give a flying fuck, fair enough. I think at 10 to 1, it's fairly good odds for those three lads to get into your top 20. So,
2: Yeah, I like that. Good bet. True. Right, Danny, I'll crack into my uh, my big fancy of the week, will I? All right, well, I mean, you just totally interrupted me there, but no, go on, it's fine. Per- perfect. <laughs> did, did you did you actually say anything there, did you? I said nothing, no, i only taking a piss. Oh. Right. You're make, Making me feel bad here, pal. You know what I mean. i I'm just saving um, the best for last because I've got the winner this week, and I already know it. So. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. I, I thought the same. Yeah. But anyway, so gonna go with one pick again this week. i a strategy that I'm not gonna do all the season, but it's just um there's just one person that's been jumping off at me w- each week, so I'm just gonna gonna stick to that. Try and keep the keep the profit that we have in check for for the the long term. Um. So my one one and done pick this week it's uh, my fellow Waterford man. In Seamus Power. I got him at 60 to 1. There is bigger out there as well. I think he's as big as 66 to 1 in places. So, a couple of reasons for back in power. So, first of all, obviously, he's coming off a, a massive season last year, picked up his first win. He's played his way into the top 100 in the world rankings. Uh, so, all the pressure is off him in terms of trying to chase that card uh, and that status on the PGA Tour, which is locked up for the, the next few years. So, He's at a spot now where he can just go out and, and play some good golf. He has started the season pretty well, so he's getting progressively better tournament on tournament. So he missed the first cut back, which is fair enough. You, you'll forgive him that. Uh, second, last time out, he was top uh, tied 21. And then last time out uh, in Bermuda, he was uh, top 12. The big thing for power uh, in terms of s- statistics, the last six months on the across the entire PGA Tour, the number one player in strokes gained is Seamus Power. So he's just been on top of his game. He's Fuck been, off. Yeah, he's been hitting, hitting the ball right off the tee. He's been hitting approach as well. Uh, the short game has been very good. And I just think he's a guy that's playing with such confidence at the moment that uh, I, I just can't see him not being up there. He, The other thing to mention is his, um, in, in terms of his course form, so he missed his last two cuts here with a, a top 20 before that but the the one uh saving point on that is that our, our winner last year victor hovland he also missed his last two cuts um before he went on and won um th- the tournament so i just think all all signs point towards seamus power this this week i think 60 to one is a little bit uh maybe just a little bit on the short side but i think it's just about fair given how good he's been over the last six months and uh, it's a course that'll suit him as well. So Seamus power for me, 60 to 1. Each, Listen uh, if you so, can, each this, way. This is this is arguably um one of the strongest
1: fields that he's competed against in his PJ Tour career so thus far. And if he can get it done against these guys, that is um that is major a major for Irish golf. Um I um yeah, that's that's an incredible stat that he's he's first. Strokes yep. game, just overall strokes game. The strokes gain overall,
2: to- strokes wow. game total the last six months recorded on the PGA tour. Put them all together and he's number one.
1: Not to be not to be a smart a smart little fucker about it, but like I mean, he's probably playing the easier courses. He's probably not playing some of the tougher tracks yet. Yeah. In terms of his exempt status, but that's still incredible golf. So yeah,
2: know it is. But and then but obviously you have to remember that this week we are playing on one of those easier courses. And his yep. uh, the the other thing to mention his first win was uh, at at twenty one under par was the winning score that he he won it in. So he go. He can go low. He can compete in these birdie fests. Um, So yeah, I just think he's uh, he's one of the few guys that will be very very eager to go out and win this week. No, I
1: like how bullish you are. Um, yeah, well,
0: I like, so, like
1: it. So, so I've um, I've changed tack a bit this week, and I mean that in terms of pricing and in terms of where I'm going um, and and putting my bets on because. I've not just noticed over the last while that Paddy Power is just getting skinnier and skinnier and they're just offering here have an eighth place have a ninth place have a 10th place. And I mean we're not really up for that in this and this podcast we're about picking winners and and I, I want to at the end of the season say yeah well I mean i've picked eight winners this season, so nine or whatever, um, but also when when it does happen you want to get that extra bit of value too in terms of the winners and not just these pissy little places so i've moved on to the betfair exchange this week now it's kind of with um it's kind of conflicted because myself and betfair had a fallen out many years ago that has nothing to do with me being one of their customers anyway moving swiftly on from that I, i went on to the exchange this week to have a look at prices right so i'll give you Two disparities that so two guys we've already spoken about this week. Two of your picks, and I'll give you the disparity. And um, for people who don't know, the exchange is a peer-to-peer betting service. So when you're the exchange, Betfair facilitate bets, and you can be on the backside or the lay side. So you can actually take on the role of a bookmaker. As in, if you think if you think that um, that Willie Mac is just not in with a chance this week, it turns out <laughs> it turns out Betfair does as well because you actually can't lay them hilariously. If you think that Richie uh, Wierinski is not going to win this week, you could actually lay him for 410 to one. So your liability would be 400 quid and you'd win a euro. Don't do that. Um, but when we go a little bit further up and we look at some prices the back, uh, Brew, you mentioned Lucas Herbert. What price did you get Lucas Herbert? Uh,
0: 666 to one.
1: 66 six to one, which isn't bad. Lucas Herbert on the exchange is,
2: where are you, mate? These are just win-only bets, though, Donnie, aren't they? You can't no, they are, right? yeah.
1: They're win-only bets. But, I mean, that's what we're in it for. So, on the exchange, you've got your winning bet, but then you can also look at a top five market. So, you're putting on two separate bets as opposed to in each way. Lucas Herbert currently on the exchange is available at 150 to 1. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Jesus Christ. Like, that's
1: nuts. So, uh, Seamus Power uh, is 110 to 1, I think I saw him at.
0: Yeah, so I think 100%. like Steve, like for yourself, who are very bullish when it comes to your picks, and you, even for some of your picks, you don't even do each way. Realistically, as Donnie said, you'd be a lot better off doing it. It on makes
1: too. Exchange. It makes too much sense. It makes yeah. too much sense to be on here, lads. Um, anyway, um, I'll get into my picks now. So, and I'm basing it off these enhanced prices that I got. So one of my picks is actually just to be top twenty, but um, my first pick this week is gonna be. My last winner, um, which was a few weeks ago at the BMW over in Europe. So I'm back in Billy Horschel. Um, He's my first pick this week. I think he's 28-1 to with Paddy Power, but you can get him a 40-1 to on the exchange. So that's what I'm going for. So his last three at Mayakoba, he's been tied 21st, then tied 8th, then tied 5th. And that's in, in, in terms of recency. So tied 5th was his last outing, trending the right way. I like the fact that this is going to be a bit of a tune-up for him because he's well in the mix to win the race to Dubai, and he'll be heading over to Dubai in a couple of weeks. Also, very hot conditions. And I just think Terrell Hatton's twenty-eights, Aaron Wise's twenty-eights, and Billy Horschel's forties. That doesn't make any sense. To yeah. Me. So I,
2: agree, I just think I
1: there's value there. Um. So Billy Horschel is my first pick this week. Second pick. Um. I'm going to take Tony Finau, in the hope. That Tony Fino getting over the line at the U.S. PGA Tour version of the BMW, wasn't it? At the the FedEx event. Pretty sure he won the BMW. Um, Feel free to correct me on Twitter or otherwise. Anyway, he hasn't played very much since then, but I mean, he got that win finally, and he got it in a big one. Um, Did anybody see him a couple of weeks ago giving giving tips to Dwayne Wade on the court side at at the NBA? Yeah, 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 I did actually, Yeah. yeah. If, if, like don't flip your wrists, um, which you're just talking. Great about. advice. Like Tony Fino, nicest guy in the world. Thirty-two to one on the exchange. I think he's a good bit shorter. He's. I think he might be third favorite, um, on the sports book, um, in terms of recent form around here. So he was tied eighth, eighth last year. He was tied sixteenth in 2019. We'll forgive him a missed cut in 2020. So that's Tony Fino Um, everybody's talking about Abraham Answer as the hometown kid. Listen, I get it, and now he's won um, the St. Jude, he's got a World Golf Championship under his belt, he's gonna be full of confidence, he's gonna badly wanna win at home, but why is no one talking about Carlos Ortiz? Another one that I don't get. I think he's under the radar, it's his home game as well. On the exchange, he's 85 to one. I think there's a big disparity there, I think he's only about 55s or maybe 60s on the sports book, and he's got form. So 2020, he was runner up here, and then he was tied eight last year. So the occasion doesn't seem to matter to him, doesn't seem to get to him too much. He's another guy who just, like, really streaky putter. Um, and we know we're after variance. We, guys who get a hot putter are real value. And if he can just hook up the putting this week, then who knows? Because um, the rest of his game is going to be in super shape around here. So he's 85-1. to one. And then final bet is... Um, just based on what he did last week and how close he got, and how good he is or was, I'm taking Danny Lee to uh, be a top twenty, and that's twelve to one uh, again. Um, different market, but on Betfair Exchange, Danny Lee top twenty is twelve to one. He was second last week in Bermuda, um, and he was second in this in 2019 as well. Um, and the we know this correlation. Yeah, twelve to one just to be top twenty, just to like poke it around and don't make too many mistakes, and you know, and a very similar course capitalize on the power fives. I think that's a great bet. Like I think that bet is going to put me in profit for the week. Um, I'm really quite bullish on that and not just as a top 20. Um, So yeah, they're my four. Billy Horschel, Tony Fino, Carlos Ortiz, and Danny Lee.
0: I like it. I have to say, yep. like, I I used to work for a betting exchange and it's, it is crazy the prices that like you can get because... So did I, Brew. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I'd say like we both worked for betting, but it, it is like for anyone who doesn't know and anyone, you know, anyone wants to look into it like a betting exchange basically you put down your bet against someone else me versus Donnie versus me versus Bedfair Bedfair take like one percent of total money that's exchanged between us which is actually a very very small amount um and then you get a lot better odds because it's Donnie's very bullish in the lay side I'm very bullish in the back side and that's how we match so that's how it works for anyone who definitely wants to look into it if you're just gonna do outright win bets or even stuff like donny was saying top 20 bets or top five you know you will end up getting a lot more value basically
2: yeah, yeah. it's not not available in north america is the one one thing to yeah. mention but i have heard not that yet bet, anyway betfair coming to canada yeah and, and inside source tells me in uh in the company so and they have, a, be, they have a big office in,
1: they have a big office in new jersey they're like flutter are are um Preparing to enter that market and enter it in a big way whenever the legislation gets passed. Um, only a matter of time. Yeah, it is. It is a matter of time because I mean, Joe Biden is, is licking his lips, looking at that, and says, "Oh, you know, there's a lot of tax money that can be created there and a whole exactly. new industry. billions." He's not gonna. He's not gonna worry too much about the downsides. And yeah. by all means, we're like we are champions of responsible gambling. We do this for fun. We probably don't say it as much as we should.
2: But no, like, we probably should make more of it. Like, it's safer like, gambling. We.
1: Yeah, like this is really fun. Putting golf bets on and getting four days entertainment and the satisfaction of picking a winner out of up to 156 competitors, it's real fun. Don't get me wrong, when we win a good bit of money, you know, like it's great to have a bit of cash there to play around with, but none of us are in this um, in any way looking at it as some sort of income, uh, supplemental income. It's not pure entertainment. I personally, don't know about you guys, I do it for the bragging rights. And even better, we started this podcast because if I can give someone else a winner, that genuinely makes me feel better than if I have the winner. I think that's that's perfect. If I give someone, if Carlos Ortiz goes and wins this week at 80-1 to 1 or 85-1 to 1, and someone texts me and says, oh, I was on that and listened to the podcast, that is fucking A. Um,
0: exactly,
1: yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of fun, lads.
2: Yep, that's yep. right. And uh, why well don't you give right. us a bit of a rundown, Donny, on the, the Portugal Masters.
1: Yes, yes. So um, I've got three picks in Portugal as well. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I really want the winner this week. So, Portugal Masters, 15th renewal of it. It's been a staple on the European Tour since 2007. Um, it's at Don Pedro Victoria Golf Course. It's in Villa So, it's in the middle of the Algarve. And the likelihood is if you've gone down to Spain to whack a few balls with a few mates, um, or sorry, to Portugal, not to Spain. Apologies to our Portuguese listeners. Um, if you've gone down the Iberian Peninsula, and um, you'll probably come across this course it is spectacular just a shade under 7200 yards so it's not too long and obviously um you know pretty wide fairways in terms of keys to success this week uh power over accuracy absolutely there are a lot of fairway bunkers that are essentially fairway they don't really penalize there's a little bit of water on the course but you need to be really bad to hit it there um and also green regulation is not a big indicator this week. It's far more about your putting. There's not a huge amount of variation and slopes off greens. Guys will get up and down from pretty much everywhere. So it's a bit of a putting contest. Um, In terms of past winners, so we've got uh, George Katia won last year. Um, A lot of kind of underdogs and kind of obscure-ish golfers. Steve Brown the year before, Tom Lewis who's actually won it twice Lucas Brerigard, Harrington, Andy Sullivan, Levy, David Lynn. Remember David Lynn? Um, Shane Lowry's a winner in 2012 as well. It was his first, I believe it was his first professional win after he won a Baltrade, the Irish Open. So it's a pretty decent field. It's a fun event. It's going to be a birdie fest. Um, it's been slightly harder in the last couple of years, but it still plays pretty handily. And um, so what's interesting is, It's we're now coming to the end of the European Tour season. So there's only three events left. This is the last one in Europe. And then we've got two over in Dubai, including the DP World Championship, which is just going to be the top 50 who are going to battle it out. So we've got two cool plot lines. We've got guys who are trying to get into the top 50 to get there to the European Tour's version of the FedEx. And if you're guys trying to keep their tour cards and to do that, you need to be in the top 123 in the race to Dubai. But there are a ton of exemptions. There are loads of guys who are outside of that who will still play 15 events next year anyway. So, yeah, still interesting to a certain degree. So you want to maybe have a look at guys who are outside those two thresholds who need a pretty big week, and that's what we sort of tried to do. Um, yeah. So Portugal Masters picks. Um, I keep I keep doing this to myself. I'm going to do it again. Goddammit, Thomas Peters. Twenty-eight to one on the exchange this week. He's one of the favorites. Few reasons why I'm picking him. One is he's currently seventh in the race to Dubai, so he like he's too good a player not to be at the DP World Championship for God's sake. And um, but he needs to he needs to pull something out of bag. He needs a top five. He needs to do something. Um, he's got three top twenties in his last five, which is pushing him a little bit closer. But he needs a big one. Um, in terms of driving distance, like he's always been a top 20 regular on the European tour, he bombs it. He's he's taken a little bit off this this year. Now, whether that's because guys are are trying to do they're trying to be little mini Brysons on tour, I'm not sure. But um, he's 29th this year. Um, 28th to one's a bit skinny. He hasn't won since I think 2017, which is a bit concerning. But uh, you know, at a track where literally this is a bomb and gouge kind of place, and the rough isn't even going to be long. Um fairy bunkers are no issue. I mean he's got a bit of form. So I like 28 to 1. Um yeah. so Thomas Peters, yeah, first pick. Like I
2: mean you he's know, a class player of the field, Donnie. If you're if you're breaking it down, I, I put him ahead of Matt Wallace on class and Laurie Cantor on class. And- exactly.
1: Well, if you look at the guy's ceiling like his ceiling is that he totally destroyed the Americans in a Ryder cup. You know, that's exactly. his ceiling
2: is Matt Wallace going to do that. Does Matt Wallace have that ceiling? You Absolutely know? not. And I thought no you were fence? going to say no. Sam Horsfield when you said you're going to hate me for doing it, but uh, oh, no. I, I, I like I, I Peter's. Couldn't. I
1: couldn't, but Sam Horsfield, interestingly
2: is another one who's
1: just outside the top 50, which is oh. probably a bit surprising. Mm. Um. So just quickly in terms of the market, Matt Wallace's favorite, uh, and I'm, this is, these are exchange prices that are inflated. Matt Wallace, 18 to one. Larry Cantor, 24s. He was runner up here last year. Then um, Thomas Peters, Minwoo Lee, um, twenty six to one. Bobby Mac, thirties. Beef, thirty eights. Horse field, thirties. Oh, the exchange fluctuates around. It's not in order. Um, yeah, and then you've got you know your Callum Hills, Adrian Nails, Jordan Smiths. All those European Tour stalwarts are all are all in there this week. So pretty decent field. Um, my other two picks are about Swedes. So, first off, uh, Sebastian Soderbergh has had a hell of a couple of weeks. So he's played the Andalusia and then the Mallorca Open, and he's been runner up twice with the hottest putter in the world. Um, so his previous uh, you know, uh, performances this year, and like he missed a lot of cuts and he's been working on stuff and you know, when in the Doljums, he's found something. Um, he's in the on the Iberian Peninsula again for the third week running, he's two tight seconds he's also got himself up to 60th in the, the race to the bike, so he's just close to getting in, um, so one more good week will get him in, he's um, 65 to 1 so I'll take that, all based on recent form, he's just a really hot player at the minute, and then another Swede, also at 65 to 1 is going to be uh, Joachim Lagergren, and I'm not picking him just because he has beer in his name um, he's the best putter in the European Tour this season. Statistically, he's numero uno, um, and on a track where putting is going to be everything, and all of these guys can ball strike at an elite level, it's not too concerning where the ball goes off the tee. He's going to hit you know plenty of greens, hopefully. Um, he was second a couple of weeks ago at Dunhill Links. Um, I just the reason I'm picking him is he is the best putter on the tour, um, at least statistically. So let's hope for that, sixty-five to one. So my three are. Thomas Peters, 28s, and then Seb Soderbergh and Vacuum Lagergren, both at 65s. And between those seven, or between Seamus Power and who have you got again, uh, Brew?
0: I have uh, Emiliano Grillo, um, Scotty Scheffler. And... Oh, Scotty Scheffler, yeah. yeah.
1: We should yeah. get a winner. We should we'll get, get, a winner. Winner. I we'll get a
2: winner. I, uh, I was g- close to backing two in Europe, one of them, Eddie Pepperell Fifty-five to one. I thought he might be a little bit overpriced. He's a really good record in Portugal, and then the other one was Anton Rosner at sixty-six to one, who looks looks way overpriced. It was overpriced. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I was backing him at like 22s, twenty-eight, something along there. His game hasn't been good, but he hits the ball a mile, and if he can come back to any sort of form, I think he'd be he'd be somewhat in with a shout. So, yeah, those those would be two blind arts, but I, I won't be putting them down as tips. Can I can I
1: give you can I give you another reason to back Eddie Pepperell? Go on. Where do you think he is in the race to Dubai? Fifty fifth. One 139th. Man oh, needs Man made. There you go.
2: And
1: now, now there are a shitload of lads down there. So Torben Allison is one. Brerigard is one. Francesca Molinari is one. Um, there's a fuckload of them who are exempt. So is yeah. in being at the one top one. 123 doesn't really matter Um, I don't know if Eddie Pepper is one of those or not and even if he's not they're still going to invite him to a shitload of events because he's I suppose he's good crack <laughs> he's a character yeah yeah I, I yeah, actually invite, think he would invite so. Eddie down there to yeah, the, fucking, yeah. the the PGA at Wentworth sure, sure invite Eddie sure he's he's like um he's like father Larry Duff he's tremendous yeah. the local lad <laughs> yeah yeah. So that's anyway, that's the portion of Masters. And um, I think is that us for the week? Any other
2: yeah. no, business think, to attend to? That's all we got. Yeah. Couple of exciting guests coming up in the next, yeah. the next couple of weeks big, that we'll big announce big a bit more once we well,
1: yeah, have it, locked it loaded
2: two that i'm very excited about
1: um and yeah hopefully uh we'll, we'll give you those details in due course but as always thanks a million for listening um we're the fairway finders you can get us finders fairway on twitter you can get us the fairway finders pod on instagram and um, massively appreciate a follow wherever you get your podcasts we're all over them um apple spotify all that crack um and we we'll talk to you soon i
0: guess Same Just take a moment to admire the fact that I just hit a
1: fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot. So why waste time doing it? And Wherever I go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20 footer I looked at.
0: Right at it. Right at it's and John and He's Spain. done it again. This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on, then, Shane. Knock it close. Yeah. Shane Lowry is the Open champion.